Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. The big ticket this week was the oddly accented tar. There's an acute over the A. The story of a conductor at the height of her career, played by an actor at the height of hers. It's Kate Blanchett, and many critics are saying this is her greatest performance ever. Well, considering her many awards, including seven Oscar nominations and two wins to date, this is saying something. Time is the thing. Time is the essential piece of interpretation. Tar is written and directed by Todd Field, one of those faintly familiar names that you mix up with other movie Todds like Phillips, Salance and Haynes. Todd Field wrote and directed a terrific film called In the Bedroom over 20 years ago. And I do remember him as an actor in films like Nicole Holofcener's Walking and Talking. But this is his first movie on either side of the camera in 16 years. If you're here, then you already know who she is. Lydia Tarr is many things. As a conductor, Tarr began her career with the Cleveland Orchestra, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, until she had last arrived here at our own New York Philharmonic. There's an assurance about the film that belies all those years away. Field knows precisely the story he wants to tell, and he opens by breaking the first commandment of a biopic, Show Don't Tell. Tar's first scene is a lengthy, a very lengthy interview by real-life critic Adam Gopnik of fictitious conductor Lydia Tarr, talking about her life and times. Mind you, if it was good enough for Citizen Kane, it's clearly good enough for Todd Field. In 2013, Berlin elected Tarr as its principal conductor, and she's remained there ever since. Lydia Tarr has also written music for the stage and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. But we've already had some indication of how Lydia deals with her apparently pampered life. She treats underlings like her long-suffering PA Francesca with disdain and her focus, you might call it an obsession, on her vision and getting her own way is clearly at the expense of everyone else. How's the writing going? Not so well. I keep hearing something... Schopenhauer measured a man's intelligence against his sensitivity to noise. Lydia has an important concert recording coming up, as well as a highly anticipated book. And there are politics at home, too. Her wife, Sharon, the wonderful Nina Hoss, is also the first violin of her orchestra, essentially her deputy conductor. Aside from their working relationship, there are issues with the couple's adopted daughter. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotion. Yes. Yes, it does happen.
But that's all backstory in a way, because Tar isn't just about life among the privileged rich or even the recent rise of top women conductors in a field previously dominated by men, though it touches on all these. It's about someone with almost total control in her world. A musician masters an instrument, a conductor masters an entire orchestra, often an entire audience as well. So how does she handle a threat to that control? We have a problem. I received another weird email. There's no reason to get caught up in any intrigue. In an early scene, we see her leading a class for budding conductors and cruelly dismissing the rather shallow opinions of one of her students. But she doesn't know, and we do, that now almost everything she does is being watched and often filmed by the ever-present smartphone. <sighs> you play really well. But nowadays, white male cis composers... Just not my thing. Don't be so eager to be offended. Tar makes a point of playing with us. It opens with minutes of credits, the sort you'd normally walk out on at the end of the movie. The cinema audience gets restless and then impatient, and suddenly we cut to a phone shot of Lydia with snide text messages about her. Who's filming her? Who are they sending it to? Lydia may think she's in charge of her life, but technology is about to prove her wrong. I'm worried. She's starting to disappear into herself. You want to dance the mask? You must service the composer. You've got to supplement yourself, your ego, and yes, your identity. Another element of Lydia's messy personal life is the unseen presence of a young former colleague, one that Lydia clearly encouraged for her own reasons and then dismissed when she'd had enough of her. It comes as a shock that the power dynamic in the world of classical music is just as potentially poisonous as it is in Hollywood or anywhere where absolute power can corrupt absolutely. You cannot start without me. I start the clock. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means time stops. Does she think she can get away with anything because she's Lydia Tarr? Do art and morality have anything to do with each other? Who says your character has to be flawless before your music can be heard? And how much of a shock is it when Lydia realises that today even the mere rumour of misbehaviour is grounds for cancellation? The reality is that it's not until I once again decide to raise that hand that time is allowed to continue marching along her very merry way. Tar is undoubtedly a masterpiece, though for me more so on reflection. The more I thought about the film, the more layers were discovered. And that's where star Kate Blanchett lives. Just about every one of her award-winning roles, Queen Elizabeth I, Blue Jasmine, Carol and the rest, are prickly, self-absorbed, hard to love. But she makes us love them anyway. You must in fact stand in front of the public and God and obliterate yourself. She's 
Lydia Tarr is that role in Excelsis, and she's matched all the way by Nina Hoss as her wife Sharon. Half the film seems to be watching them watch each other, which is why I think Nina was robbed by the Oscars this year. Kate, I suspect, won't be. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.